0: Chapter 27 Wiccan opened his eyes. It was early afternoon, as he'd judge by the angle of the sun. He sat up and stretched, feeling rested and not at all hungry. He gazed about the wide round space, to the arching branches that once had shaded it from the day's heat. He could have sat for longer, for he felt oddly comfortable there, and would have, but for the figure in hood and mantle standing at the clearing's edge. Tall it was, taller than Wiccan, and broad of shoulder. Wiccan stood up slowly. Another vision? The figure slipped back its hood, revealing a man's heavy face framed with thick black locks caught by a leather brow band. Normal as the man seemed, Wiccan could see right through him to the trees beyond. Who are you? What do you want? The man did not answer. How could he? thought Wiccan. So rattled he'd been, he'd spoken in Crigmorren. He asked again this time in the common tongue. As before, the man did not speak, did not move his lips. Yet now a word came into Wiccan's head. A name. Thrulvar. Thrulvar wanted to take him somewhere. Why? Wiccan reached out and recoiled. This man, this ghost, Thrava, was filled with loathing, even hate. For him? Bomac and company had felt that same way. And though Wiccan had never understood why, at least he'd known them, had spent his days among them. How could this Drolva feel such enmity towards a total stranger? The sun shifted, lengthening shadows, stiffening the breeze. Wiccan shuddered. The man's dark shape seemed menacing now. Instinct warned him to refuse. But Wiccan needed answers. Throva turned to leave. As Wiccan made to follow, a shadow shot across the ground between them. Glancing up, he glimpsed a tiny black speck high up. The hawk? He blinked and looked again. The sky was clear. Not the hawk then, for that one would be shooting down in full voice. A stray bird, maybe, here and gone. For what bird would linger over that place? Thrulva was waiting. Wiccan set off after him into deeper woodland. As they went, Wiccan studied his back. Not that there was much to see beyond the hood and mantle seemed to know him. But how, when he, Wiccan, had only just set foot in there? Was there kin? Did Wiccan resemble someone, maybe? But the loathing! Had there been a falling out with his mother, one that had led to her fall, Wiccan glanced around, saw nothing but a straggly path through more wasted woodland, more burnt out stretches. Doubts came in again, slowing his pace. Where were they going? And why? Not to do him any favor, Wiccan was sure. Without turning, Vrilvar slowed, waiting for him to catch up. Wiccan speeded up again. He had to go with Vrilvar. He had no choice. way along the path was a dried-up stream bed, its pebbles caked in mud, its shriveled reeds standing stiff and blanched by years of sun. They followed the stream bed for some way, until, as the ground began to rise, the path veered off to the right. On Wiccan climbed, amid charred trunks that lay tumbled lengthwise down the incline, long straight shapes half buried in their own ash. Pines, judging from what was left of them. The path having faded out, they were crunching ankle-deep through charcoal. How much farther? Thrilvar climbed on, not looking back. Shrugging, Wiccan toiled on until he saw the crest of a bare escarpment outlined against the sky. There, Thrulvar paused, back still to him, waiting for Wiccan to catch up. Atop it, Wiccan found himself looking down into a shallow crater, its far side shadowed by the afternoon sun. It was utterly deserted. Wiccan felt a prick of unease. What is this? Why are we here? No answer. Thrulva was gone. Wiccan folded his arms, rubbing them hard. Was he... Wicken, really standing there, or still lying asleep back in the clearing. How would he know? That waterfall had seemed real enough, and terrifying in its reality. Yet he had come to, curled up on that gritty floor. The waterfall was where he and his mother had fallen. Had something also happened here? Something to do with him? He gazed down into the crater, taking its measure. Back in the crig, he'd learned how mountains were formed in various ways, by shifts and folds through the world's heaving, Earthquakes, the rock master had called them. Other mountains popped up like bubbles in a porridge pot. Most often, the bubbles burst to form deep craters filled with molten stone, magma, boiling up through the world's cracked crust. Over time, the magma cooled, leaving a flat... And stony floor. This crater, round as a pudding basin, would have been formed thus, as we can guess. It didn't look much. Save for a few dead scrubby bushes, its walls were bare and wind scarred. What grass there was, lay sparse as cornstalks on a barn floor after winnowing. One odd thing, though. At the centre of the basin floor, two trees stood side by side and seemed intact. Scrambling, slipping down over loose rock, Wiccan went to take a look. reaching them, he walked around them, thinking how beautiful they must have been, small and slender, with sinuous trunks fanning into delicate branches that overlapped to form an arch. Dead they were, as everything else in that place, and yet... Though rusty brown, they were not mangled or flattened or burned or rotted away, but still held firm and their branches still kept their leaves. Wicken placed his hand on one, remembering the feel of the dead pine saplings. Sensing movement, we can let go the branch, and turned. Folk coming from all around, over the crater's rim. Some wore mantles, some not; the colours of their clothes showing bright against the green. Green. The sparse brown grass clumps were now live and upstanding. Whipping about, Wickham found the two trees alive also, denser, rounder and more solid than before. He stepped back. There was about them now a shadow not wholly cast by the lateening sun. The folk streamed down, converging on the trees. As Thrulvar had, they seemed real, and yet were not entirely solid. Two men stepped through, Thrulvar and another, tall as Thrulva, yet leaner with strong straight nose, grey eyes and thick black hair banded at the brow. A stern face and familiar. As the two men reached the trees, the stern man turned to the people. In response, they knelt and bowed their heads even through the. Just as in the Krig, the ice folk had knelt before King Morok. Was this tall stern man there, King? Wiccan called out over the bent heads Who are you? What am I doing here? No one seemed to hear or even see him. The leader spoke, his mouth moving soundlessly, and pointed to the tree arch. As one, the people rose and straggled towards it. As the first folk reached its shadow, there was a fierce flash which made Wiccan start squeezing up his eyes against the sudden flare. When he opened them again, people were running for the basin's sides. The leader shouted, waving them back towards the arch, but all was chaos. Straggly line was now a fleeing mob. As the foremost of them reached the crest, a wind sprang up and coiled about the basin, then in towards the two trees drawing the folk with it. Relentlessly the fleeing folk were forced back to the arch and as they reached it, all flashed to shining dust. Almost bent double, Thrulvar fought the wind's force. In vain. He too vanished in a sparkling cloud. At last, the leader himself followed, arms upraised, mouth wide. In horror or jubilation, Wiccan could not tell which. The basin was empty, the wind gone. Wiccan stood for long not daring to move in that dead, dry space. This, this is real, he told himself. The waste, the destruction. And he was truly there. What he had just seen, that had been the vision. Those two trees had been at the heart of it. As part of the destruction? Or its cause? Wiccan backed off. That arch had destroyed all those people. No way he would touch those branches now, or ever try to bring those two trees back to life. Blame the Roans. The words coiled into Wiccan's mind like smoke. You. You were the cause. Everything you saw just now. Everything you saw last night was on account of you. You broke up the Ulquinter clan. You destroyed this realm! Would that you had never been! Wiccan whirled about to see two figures there, Thrulvar and the other. Wiccan looked into that face and knew. Did he not? Look into one just like it every day. Father,